Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Bowlers Pod. I'm Arman, as I'm always, I'm joined by one absolute bowler who is currently injured, unfortunately, but he will be back, I'm sure, with uh, Fab. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited for you to host. I'm excited to be on the other side of the mic for once. It's weird yeah. to host, by the way. Yeah, you'll 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 smash this. That you'll get used to yeah. it. I'll get used to it. I'm sure. So today we'll obviously talk about one of my favorite subjects: the fantasy Premier League season is about to start. I'm uh, really hyped, as I hope you are as well. And um, first of all with a, a question like you what is your goal for this season and how badly do you want to beat us <laughs> but, but you mean like my goal as in my fantasy premier league goal or the man united's goal no fantasy premier league goal okay um i don't actually know what my goal is i i've not played fantasy premier league in two seasons so i think my goal is just not to end up last and to kind of keep my reputation as someone who knows ball and mm-hmm. maybe top two million is that a fair reasonable target i want to go yeah. in low and then surprise everyone by you know delivering that, more that is not really a good target but uh okay i i, I don't I don't tell you what what targets you should uh, achieve <laughs> but um just about i mean i don't know how how often you played and how serious you take it but what is like your your strategy? You go with stats, you go with the eye test, you go with uh, I don't know. You want to go maybe a bit different than the other players, or you go, you want to go maybe for obvious picks. What is what what is the sort of strategy that you think you will do during the season? See, see, this is where the problem starts. I think I don't know. I mean, this is why I've stopped playing because I was always <laughs> kind of lost within the different ways to assess it and it's like half and half and you end up doing badly because you're not really committing to one tactics but trying to get the mix of both and I don't really know this is why I also want to do this pod to learn how to do it and to learn from someone who's obsessively doing it like you and ending up in like the top 20,000 or something whatever it was so so I don't really have a strategy like I know I know Haaland is going to be good um, and I know Rice probably won't be. And uh, okay. the rest is kind of up to the eye test, to the stats, to the, oh, he's been scoring for three games in a row. I probably should go for him and then yeah. he'll stop. Yeah, that's the, that's a typical fantasy trap. So so what is the best tactic then? You tell me. Yeah, I think everybody has to, has in a way, to get their own tactic. I think what, what you need to do is for sure... Um, I think stats are important, like expected goals and expected assists. Um, but also the eye test, you know, when you see a player, let's say, I mean, we talked about him already, like Diaby. <clears throat> you see he's just a danger, you know, when you watch the games, but he's not maybe scoring goals and maybe not putting the in product you, you want, but you have this faith and maybe he plays... Uh, Maybe he has an easy fixture, let's say. Maybe he plays against Bournemouth at home at the next game. And maybe after this, he plays against Sheffield. Then you say, okay, I will get him in. I will I will go for this, in a way, for this punch and maybe try to try to go up the ranks with, with him. So I think it's a, it's a mix of, of both, you know. But um, what I always learned is 
just to trust my gut feeling and my gut feeling you know is not always right but i think it's it's most of the time you can you can rely on it you know i'm taking notes by the way i've literally just written down <laughs> trust your gut yeah trust your and if you if you want to go for a player which maybe is a bit differential to the template then just go for him because if if you if you end up scoring two goals and you don't have him you're gonna you're gonna yeah you're gonna not gonna be happy you're gonna eat yourself up so <laughs> yeah i think we should go straight into it i mean what about um, the, give us your goalkeeper and defense I mean, it's it's up for grabs. You know, this is I've I've just sent you my team. It's very much as a placeholder yeah. team. I oh, don't yeah, actually, sorry, no, I, I don't actually believe this is the team I'll I'll end up going with. Yeah. Um, for me, the goalkeeping positions is always, or, or something I've always wondered is, do I go with one goalkeeper that I know will play for a team that will get a lot of clean sheets? Would have probably been someone like Pope last season or someone with an easy run up this season for one of the big seven teams. And then the other one is kind of a 4 million signing who will just be on the bench. And maybe if his number one gets, gets lucky, uh, gets injured, he will get lucky and, and play. Or yeah. do I go with two, maybe sort of mid price goalkeepers around about 5 million for four and a half, five million who I know will play for two different teams. And then I rotate them trying to get the easier fixture out of the two yeah. I don't really know which option is better. Uh, currently, I have I went with Onana just because I was hyped when we signed him, yeah. uh, and I think Burnley's second goalkeeper. His name is Murich five four point five. There's no way I'm going to keep him, but just as yeah. an idea, what yeah. what's, what's the way to go here? Um, for me, I mean, rotating goalkeepers is a strategy that um, some people use, and I, I'm not really a big fan of it because it's very difficult to nail the fixtures, you know, to get the, the the goalkeeper rotating in a perfect way so that you always have a good fixture. Most of the time it's a waste of money because one of them is on the bench. So you always try to go for your keeper you who you're gonna uh you're gonna stay with uh for the first five games, you know, or for the for for the first five, six games. And then you're gonna go for another goalkeeper which is just cheap and and I have Areola and Onana. I have Areola just because he's he's only four million, and may, there is some rumors that he's maybe going to be number one. But if he's going to be number two, it's okay because I have Onana and I'm going to stick with him. You, know, you plan sort of for five, six games at a time. Yeah, you you sort of. I sort of when I look at fixtures, I always look at the five at the at the first six to five games. And if we look at the Man United game, Man United fixtures. I think they have a they have a quite a, a okay run. You know they have uh, no, sorry, Wolves, they have Wolves, Spurs. Wolves at home, which is a amazing fixture because Wolves are so bad offensively that Onana is most likely going to get a clean sheet. And they have Tottenham away, which is not ideal. Um, then they have Nottingham Forest at home, which is again an amazing fixture. One of the fixtures. These are like wolves at home and nothing. Of at home is like fixtures. You have to. You have to. Um, you have to target. Then they have Arsenal away. It's gonna be gonna be tough for sure. And then Brighton at home, which I think it's gonna be okay. Many gonna be okay. And then they have Burnley and Crystal Palace. So for me, 
I'm not going to change Onana probably until I have to I have to play my wild card or uh, yeah. So Onana is pretty pretty um pretty settled in. Yeah. yeah. For me. And because I think two, the United defense is, is very good. Your second goalkeeper then you expect him not to play. Are you expecting to you go with with Ariolam, you might get lucky with him being number 1. Most likely he's going to be behind Fabianski still. Do you just keep him for the rest of the the season, or if like someone like Luton starts putting together a run of form with with a lot of clean sheets, do you then see to trade someone like Ariola in for their keeper? Or do you want to make prof- profit out of that, or are you quite no. happy to just keep him? Yeah, I'm just quite happy to stick with him because I don't want to make unnecessary transfers, you know, and transfers are so valuable. You don't, I, I don't want to, I'm never going to do a transfer, even on Onana. I'm I'm just not going to do that because you need the transfers elsewhere. And even if like United concede three goals, I'm not going to say, oh, maybe I need Onana out of it. No, that's not, uh, because transfers are so valuable. You only got one transfer for every game week. Um, Yeah, you're not, you're not, you don't have that luxury to, to, to replace your whole team, you know. Ariola is actually the top selected goalkeeper. I just yeah, saw, so. yeah, he he's pretty he's pretty popular. Yeah. Okay. And then I think we're gonna move to the defense really quick. So I think your defense is not really settled yet, as you said. Um, but you have Estupinian. Which I think everybody ha- has. I think Brighton have amazing fixtures, so this is not really a not really a big discussion about him. I think everybody has him. So, what do you think? Who, which defender are you going to bring in? Are you going to bring in someone like Trent, who has a, a, a who costs eight million, but obviously he's Trent, and he will get a lot of assists, and he will be very attacking. Um, what do you think about Trent? Um, I I mean that's the big question, isn't it? But wherever you see like the the scout advice and the FPL planning advice, you you that, he is the big question. Do you go for Trent? Do you splash big, hoping to get his points or or not? Basically, yeah. um, so far I wasn't able to fit him in at eight million. Uh, I am interested to hear what your thoughts on it are. I've been hearing a lot of shouts to not go for Trippier because Newcastle have a ridiculously tough start to the season mm-hmm. and he might also not deliver like he did last season because last season he was crazy, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So people are just telling me not to go with Trippier. So for me, that seems to be an easy no. But Trent, I find really tough. I've not been able to fit him in so far, but then, you know, who else is there that I can go with? Yeah. What what is What is your call? Yes, yeah, interesting one. Until now, he's in my team because they have Chelsea away in the first in the in the first fixture, but then they play Bournemouth at home, and this is a fixture I definitely want to target. So my plan is to stick with Trent for these first two fixtures, and then I think I'm going to move him on to to Chilwell, and then going to spread the money elsewhere. You know. Because I think Chil- Chilwell has a really high offensive upside. We just don't know about the Chelsea defense yet. Do you think the? Do you think that um, Chelsea will will keep some clean sheets? I mean, we discussed this on on the main yeah. pod, and I I don't 
I can't tell you with Chelsea. It's so... Yeah. I think their goalkeeper is sus. I think that might cost them a few goals. I think Ariza will... Ariza Balaga will, will, will drop a few. Yeah. Their defence is so young. Di Sassi is... I don't know how good he's going to be. I, I, I wouldn't count on Chelsea getting a lot of clean sheets early on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So, with my plan, when after the two first games... Chelsea will have played Liverpool and West Ham away. And after that, they will have Luton at home, Nottingham Forest at home, and Bournemouth away, and Efton Villa at home. And these are fixtures when Chelsea are going are gonna to score high and maybe not going to concede. These are fixtures to do it. So this is sort of my plan to rotate um, to rotate Trent with, uh, with Chilwell. Okay. Yeah. But for now, so, but he starts the season in your team. He st- as for now, Trent starts the season in my team, yeah. Just because of that Bournemouth fixture I want to target. Okay. But what you don't want to do is... I mean, I have this plan now, as you can see, but you don't want to... You don't want to book in too many transfers because there's always going to be injuries and maybe someone is not is out of the team and you would have to transfer them out. So, yeah, planning is good, but only for like two or three players. I, th- I wouldn't... I wouldn't plan too much at the start. It's, Just go the, go with your team. Yeah. This this whole I mean the defense was always a, a, another question mark that I have defensively is is do you you know do you kind of count on one team to get a clean sheet and maybe get you know you have one on iron goal yeah. does that mean you get a couple of United defenders just to make sure that if they do get a clean sheet you get it times three or do you spread yourself across the the top four making sure that you'll get if you know if Chelsea get a clean sheet you profit from it as well yeah that that is that is like that's on you I mean uh, it, it depends on the fixture I mean United have a good good first fixture but then they have Tottenham away and they have Arsenal away in the in the in the fourth fixture so I wouldn't go too big on on Man United's defense at the moment but what I would say is just go for Go for a defender who can, not guaranteed, but who can create something offensively as well. So you can get that massive haul, you know, when they when they score a goal and get a clean sheet. This most of the time is it's a really big boost. But um, the thing, the thing with defenders also, you don't want to, you don't want to um, have a too expensive. Defense because there's so much, there's so much potential in the midfield, you know, this especially this year. So, yeah, I think everybody has to decide on their own. But maybe, yeah. the, maybe the last question then that I have in yeah. terms of defense. One of the tips that I saw was was get defenders in different brackets. Like instead of getting five defenders all costing in and around four point five five, yeah. get one that costs four, one that costs four yeah. and a half five one that costs five and a half and then maybe trend exactly so what i would what i would recommend is that you have two defenders who are four million so which are, are on or your bench so i have at the moment i have um what's his name i have kabore and uh chilwell on the bench uh-huh um, this is a bit of an expensive bench, but I, I, my team isn't settled yet. And I have a a four point five million striker who is not going to play, but he's just 
a placeholder that so you can free up the budget, you know. So I have a, I have a very, in this way, I have a very cheap bench, so I can spend it on my first eleven. Okay. This is it. Yeah. Do you do you spend all your hundred million to start with? Yeah. Okay. I, it's not optimal, but I have to. I have to. Okay. What would your suggestion be ideally? Then would you keep a couple yeah, of million to decide? One point five, uh, zero point five million on the side. I think is op- is okay. optimal, but uh, I had to. I had to uh, spend it. Okay. So who do you think? I think this is a really a big topic every for all of the season actually. Who do you think is going to start for Man City? You know, because we have defend because City has 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 good fixtures. You know, they have Burnley, they have then they have Newcastle at home, which is an okay fixture. Then they have Sheffield, then they have Fulham, then they have West Ham, they have Nottingham Forest, they have Wolves. Until game week seven, they have a very easy run for them. But then it's just a question which defenders are going to play and when they're going to play. Surely we have to go for them. But who do you think will play for Man City? I mean, the only one that I can really kind of guarantee will start, I'm sure, yeah. is Diaz. Yeah. He seems to be Pep's go-to guy. I assume yeah. the problem is that he doesn't get a lot of GNAs. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And when you were talking about but, offensive offensive yeah. outlet for defenders and he doesn't really qualify. Yeah, but maybe he can get the goal from a header, you know, from the corner or a, or the dead ball. So true. that's why that's why center backs are in a way attractive as well because they can they can get uh, fr- uh, goals from set pieces and wing backs can have more they are more uh, in the in the offensive third who can create like assists but um, yeah that's that's what you have to decide that's why stats are are actually quite important for defenders as well because you can see the expected goals um, for example Gabriel has He's a center back, but he has the highest expected goal. Um, how do you say it? Ratio uh, or rate. ratio yeah. rate in the in the Premier League. So I think Gabriel, you need to. Um, this is a free tip. You have to put him in your team from Arsenal. Okay. So yeah, who, so you think Diaz is gonna start, and who do you think? Who probably else probably you my think? number two would be Akanji. Judging by, I haven't really yeah. watched Man City in preseason. I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you, but but I just feel like those two are the ones. Yeah, you know, you don't know Stones. Is he going to play in midfield again? Is is Kovacic going to go in for him? Uh, Laporte looks to be out. Guardiola is a new signing, so we're not sure. Ake has an, has a knock at the moment. Yeah, Cancelo, I just don't trust that he'll be playing him. Like it, Akanji seems to be the the only other one. Maybe Kyle Walker, but Akanji, I don't know, seems to be in yeah. for me. Would you not agree? Okay. Yeah. Um. To to a degree, I I agree, <laughs> but I think it, this city they always rotate, and I think at the start I'm just gonna look who is gonna play, and then maybe I'm gonna get someone in. So you'd wait with Man City. Yeah, I'd wait. Point. I'd wait because there are so many. There are like players who, for example, I have uh, Trent, I have Gabriel, I have Estupinian. These are gonna start for sure, and I know. So, but the thing is, with City, they they also keep a lot of clean sheets. So it's like you're in this pickle, which FPL is all about. You, you don't know which one you should go for. But yeah, it's interesting to to hear that. And I think um, 
Yeah, I think I might have to reconsider. No, Diaz, you're right. He he is. I think he's really nailed on, and I think we can sort of go for him. But then again, you said it already. Is he gonna be? Can he uh, create that? Can he create offensively like the other defenders? That is the other question. Yeah, I mean, for me, this was as you saw from my placeholder team. I didn't. I barely had any City players in. Just yeah. Because of that very reason. Because of I even as not playing, I know that Pep's selection roulette is always a bit of a headache because you just don't yeah. know who's going to play. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I would say we move on to the midfield. This is where it gets really, really interesting. Okay. So what are your your must-haves? What do you say? Okay, when I look at the midfield, I have to get him in. I have to get him. I have to get him in. I have to get him in. What do you think? Uh, the three come to mind here. I mean, the, the, the PL and the eye test and probably also the stats have just been screaming for in and Cisco and Cisco. I don't actually know how to pronounce it. Um, but he just seems a 5-5. He seems like a good price. He's going to be playing for Brighton. He scored some belters last season. He seems yeah. a logical, cheap, like an Andreas Pereira of last season, you know, where you just yeah. you want him in. He's not going to cost you anything. He's going to, you know, come up with the points every now and again. So he's he's number one for me that I'm like, I, I don't see the reason to drop him. Then... Rashford in midfield, even at nine million, I don't see why you or how you can leave him out. He's going to be United's main man, um, even with Hoyland and and whoever else is up there. The only way you can maybe drop Rashford is if you get Bruno in and hope for the assists. But I believe Rashford will have a higher GNA output. Uh, and then finally, the the third is already a bit of a either or um, Martinelli or Saka for me. One of them has to be in. Um, mm. if not both, but I, I mean, they cost a bit, the bit of a bit of cash. So, so one of those two would be my three a hundred percenters in in the midfield, and then you have like the a, a whole long list of maybes. Yeah. So, the thing with Enciso is that he is a very big rotation risk. So with them playing in Europe. I, it's just very hard to predict when he's going to play and when not. So that's why I really love him as well and I considered him, but that's why I, I kind of steered clear from him and I went for Mitoma because he's a bit more a bit more settled in the side. Mm-hmm. And you're always looking for players who, who are going to start, who are going to play minutes, and you're always looking for players who are penalty takers. So with that's why I went with Bruno Fernandes and Saka. You know they always they have an amazing upside in terms of assists and and goals. And I looked at the stats and Bruno actually, I think is the player player with the most uh, xG and uh, expected assists, which he didn't convert in a way into points. So I think there's a huge upside for Bruno, and he's also that that player is going to play ninety minutes every game. You know he's never dropped. That's why I went with him. I think Martinelli is a really good choice. And I think uh, Rashford as well. These are like a bit um, no-brainers. Lots of uh, players have them in your team. But I went with Trossard, actually. Okay. Instead Uh, of Martinelli. What's your decision-making there? Because I allow myself one differential in a way. One player that is maybe not on the radar and maybe... who It's just an exciting pick, you know, because when you... When you then watch the Arsenal game, you really 
I mean, I hope Martinelli scores as well, but um, in a way, it's it's just exciting. And I think Trossard looked really good in preseason, and he looked good against Man City as well. And I I think he can start against against Nottingham Forest because Nottingham Forest is the team who who sits really deep and traditionally Trossard does better against a team who sits deep than Martinelli. Martinelli is more of the you know he he has the pace to to go at go at defenders, but in this uh, when it's tight and it's and they play very deep, I think Trossard can unlock them a bit better. So I'm just going I'm just going for Trossard and you and you save one million, you know, and one million is a lot. So I I went with him and I went with um, Saka and Bruno and Rashford and Mitoma. Mitoma so, just so and not a not not no person no players there who will just sit on the bench for four point five million or four million even. No, you're going to no, play we, your midfield. Exactly, I'm going to play my midfield, and um, yeah, it can rotate during during uh, during the season. But for now, the midfield is so strong. That um, yeah, I won't, I won't put one on the bench. But what is, what I think is really interesting is that Mitoma is owned by thirty eight percent of the players. Why do you think that is, or do or can you justify that? Uh, I mean, he's probably Brighton's main. A GNA outlet, no. I mean, he he. I know he was one of the cheap card last season. Yeah, and that usually. I remember last season I played was with uh, Lundstram, who was like Sheffield's go-to man, and he cost like four point five, and and that was the case for Mitoma last season, where I think everyone just had to have him because he was so cheap yeah. and and such a good differential. So I'm assuming people just go with what they know from from last year. Yeah. No. What? I mean, yeah, yeah. I I, I agree and. The problem with with these kind of players that if if you don't have them and they explode, you're really gonna fall behind in the in your rank, and uh, that's why I, I went for him. I just didn't want to have that risk. Um, what 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 I have to think about also is players like Foden and Luis Diaz, who are like offensively, if you look at their stats, they're like always booming. And they have such a huge ceiling and potential. But then again, you don't know if they're going to play. Shota has been looking really well in preseason. Foden, for whatever reason, just can't get in that city side, even in the community shield. I think I just, I I, I don't know what's hap- what happened with him because he's one of the best English players, in my opinion. So apart from FPL, what... How do you see Foden and and Luis Diaz maybe as an example for other players who are not as settled in their side? Do do you think these two players will will play this season, or do you see them more of the on the bench? Uh, I think Luis Diaz will. I think he's had he's had some injury issues, but but Klopp has been has been as soon as he I mean even last season as soon as he got back he was playing and he was scoring. And I don't see Luis Diaz not being a big part of of Chelsea, of Liverpool's sorry of Liverpool's attacking plans. Yeah. Might not start all the games, but just you know, in terms of non FPL terms, he will he will play. Yeah, Foden is a difficult one. Foden, I think, yeah, as you as you said there, I, I don't know what the situation is with with him and why he's not been playing. 
it could also just be that it's it's you know a, a, an extended period of time where where you go without him and then suddenly he's back in the team they've sold Morris now another left-footed player which will free up some space for Foden maybe to get more minutes he's going to play a part you know whether that's starting in an every game I don't know. There's also question marks over Bernardo Silva. I I don't see him playing much more than he has over the last six months, but he will still play. I mean, he's not going to just, they're not going to sell him. They're not stupid enough for that. Yeah. So if you bring it back to FPL, if you look at in terms of uh, City, which midfielder are you most likely going to go for if you're going to go for one? De Bruyne. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair shot. So, and before we go to the to the strikers, you have Salah in your team. Now, this is a big discussion in the FPL community, going with Salah and spreading, uh, and maybe, yeah, going with like NNC, so, or going without Salah and spreading the cash to go for Bruno and go for Saka and go for all these guys. What do you, what's your opinion on that? Because Salah is, if I could fit him in, I would, because for me, he's one of, he's like the best FPL player. If you look at just solely on his profile, he plays every game. He's on penalties. He's, he scores so many goals. Yes. He's such a danger. He has such good stats. He can score four goals in a game. Um, yeah. What, what's your opinion on that? Um, I, again, I haven't really been watching too much of Liverpool in preseason. I can imagine that this transitional period that we spoke about on the main pod at Liverpool with new players coming in, a lot of the old guard going out, could also mean the beginning of the end for Salah. I, I still think he'll be there. I still think he'll play a big role for them. But maybe... At 12 million, it's a it's a bit of a gamble now. I mean, Firmino has left, Mane has left, Henderson, like all of Salah's OG mates have kind of left the club yeah. now. He's getting on in age. Um, may, maybe it's it's just not worth the 12 million gamble. Um, and just you know, he he is 31 years old now. Maybe maybe it's just not quite worth it. Yeah. But, do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I, I would, as you said, they're in a, maybe in a bit of a transitional period and maybe at the start, maybe spread the money and uh, go for soccer. And even like a player um, like Madison, I think is a f- fair shout. You know, he's seven and a half million. And if Kane stays, I do see him with a, with a, with some upsides to go for him. Okay. Do you have any other players in the midfield that maybe you want to go for? Or I mean, just by based on the eye test, Diaby. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought about him as well. Do you have any other players that you think would go? Yeah, at Diaby, I always, I also looked at, um, you know, a very popular, very popular pick is uh, Mbemo from mm-hmm. uh, Brentford because he's going to be on penalties. Yep. And Brentford have Tottenham at home at first, which I think is an okay fixture. And then a Fulham, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace and Bournemouth both at home, Fulham away, which I think a lot of players are, want to target in Burma. But I, 
personally, I think Burma really feeded off Tony, like when he, the long balls on Tony, and then he kind of, uh, then he, how do you say, when the, the header goes in the right path, like. Yeah, he just flicked it on into his. Yeah, he flicks yeah. it on to Burma, and, and I think he will suffer without his, his colleague. Um, he's an interesting shout, and also like Eze. Yep. Because most likely it's going to be on penalties as well. He's a yep. very good player, assists and goals. So yeah, a lot of a lot of options in the midfield. I'm sure you you will get yeah you will get some headaches about that. Just quickly, man. I know you're in charge. Do you want to take a quick break and then discuss strikers? Yeah, sure. And we're back. Ah, <laughs> oh, you can do more, man. What's Come good? on. <laughs> no, it's not good. <laughs> you can do more hype. More hype. I don't know. Should I do it again or what? Yeah, yeah, go for it. And we're back. There it is. Love it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we have the striker section to go. This is, I think, going to be a fairly straightforward one. Um, obviously, we have Haaland, which I don't think we have to discuss. Now is the question, who is going to be the best second striker? I mean... We have a lot of options and, or we don't have a lot of options, actually. We have, for example, Watkins. We have, for example, Wilson, Isaac, Gokbo, Darwin, Nicholas Jackson from Chelsea, who is most likely going to start because Nkunku is uh, is out. We have Hoyland, which we he plays in a, in a very good side, but we don't know about his impact. So... If you think about these names, which which one springs to mind, and which one do you want to go for? Um, that sort of the 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 tipster one, the one that people have been advising us to or me to go is um yeah. is Watkins. Yeah, I have my doubts over Aston Villa. I think they'll take a while to gel. He yeah. will score the odd goal. I don't think he will start the season with five out of three. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking at at uh, Darwin. I think mm-hmm. he, I I don't really you know have, having dropped Salah now suddenly I don't have any Liverpool players, and yeah. while that's not a an accident and I'm happy to go with that because actually well I have Trent but you know um, no yeah. offensive Liverpool players, um, you know fuck them but I think out of the options out of the names you just mentioned there he he seems his second half of last season was good he passes the eye test I think he's pretty much guaranteed to start now that Firmino has left the club, yeah. Why not Darwin? Sure. Um, Darwin is a, a player with... I think last year a lot of people were getting frustrated, me, myself included, because he had missed so many chances. Yeah. But he, he always, he's always a threat, you know? He's always dangerous. He always... Um, he's very, very, like, uh, selfish in games. And that's what you what you look for in an FPL players who are shooting all the time and trying to score goals. So I think Darwin is a, is an amazing FPL option if you look at it that way. But we just don't know if he's gonna start. What 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 about his minutes? Where where is he in the team? Is is Gokpo a bit more ahead? We just don't know, and that's that's why again I, it's a bit boring and maybe a bit it's not that exciting because Darwin is a really exciting choice. Um, but that's why I, I, I steer clear of him. Okay. But you're gonna go for Darwin then. 
I, I mean, you listen, it's it's Wednesday and the deadline is on Friday, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it could change yeah, a mean, billion I times. I don't know At the moment, I've gone with Darwin, yes. But I think Calvert-Lewin is a really interesting and good choice. I don't think it, I don't think it's wrong because they have good fixtures. They have Fulham uh, at home. They have Aston Villa away, which is tough. But then they have Wolves at home. They have Sheffield, and if he's fit for six million, a striker who is going to play every week, and maybe some penalties as well. We don't know. He's a very good option, I think, to to also free up some money. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, put him out of the equation. Okay. Yeah. Is there is there an idea to go for Harry Kane and Haaland? Yeah. The thing is with Harry Kane and Salah, it's like players you really want in your team, but then the pricing of of Bukayo Saka and Bruno Fernandes and Rashford is so low that you almost have to go for them. So and that just doesn't leave enough money to go for for uh, to go for Kane. So what I'm thinking is I'm most certainly going to go for either Watkins or João Pedro from Brighton. Yeah. Because João Pedro enables me Trent to go for Trent. Mm-hmm. And Watkins is just, yeah, he's just a better player than João Pedro and he's most likely going to score a bit more points. But then I wouldn't have Trent. So this is the pickle I'm in at the moment, which I'm I'm really 50-50, to be honest. The thing with with Aston Villa is that um, if you look at their fixtures, they uh, where is Aston Villa? They have Newcastle away, which is a tough fixture. Then they have Everton at home, which is a very good fixture. But then they have two away games with Burnley away and Liverpool away. Which, if I if I think of these games, I don't know how. If I think of these four or five games. I don't know how much Watkins is going to score. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure what you think about these fixtures and Watkins. Uh, well, it looks like it looks like if someone does score for them, it, it will be Watkins. And yeah. we discussed in the main how Villa have strengthened really well. He's going to get service from the likes of Diaby and Tielemans in behind. And, you know, they still have Buendia, Coutinho. He will get, they will create. Yeah. Uh, and it's not yet Champions League. Oh, sorry, Europa League to the to uh, Conference League, I should say, sorry, to distract them. Yeah. So maybe Watkins would be a better early season shout than sort of September time. I'd rather, I'd, I think I'd, I'd be more likely to look to transfer him out come September rather mm-hmm. than transferring him in when the European competitions start. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good shot. And um, just Joao Pedro is from Brighton and he's most likely going to be on penalties. So, and he's 5.5 million. And that's yeah. I have. I have my doubts over him, actually. He played for, for Watford in, in the Prem before and he played yeah. for them in the Championship. And he, I just never saw him as like a, mm. you know, kind of week in, yeah. week out goal scorer. And that just kind of puts me off of him a bit. And I have yeah. a lot of Brighton assets as well, like Estupinian and Ciso, maybe Mitoma now that we've had this discussion. Yeah. So I have some question marks over wanting to go with Brighton on that many levels because it doesn't seem likely, but if they do have a complicated start, if they do struggle to get, you know, wins and, and goals and points, then suddenly I find myself with three Brighton players in my team that I need to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah, the thing with uh, the thing with Brighton is just their fixtures are so good up to four. 
So yeah. I, I see myself just going for Schwab Pedro in these first three fixtures because yeah. I think these are really good fixtures. And then then I will probably move him on. And okay. um yeah, go for it. Because we don't we don't know when she's uh, when Jesus is back, you know? Yeah. And if he's back after two games, then you know you, you can make that transfer with uh going trend downgrading trend and then upgrading Schwab Pedro to Jesus. Okay. That's sort of my my thought process. Fair enough. Do you, in terms of planning ahead, do you, I mean, I know, I remember there was always this big question about saving up one week of transfers to get two free transfers the week after. Yeah. Is, is this something you recommend? Is this on a week to week basis? What, what are yeah. your suggestions for the start of the season? Definitely. So I would really recommend to saving your first transfer in the first game. So I think your team setup should be good for two for the first two game weeks. Okay. Um, and then into and then after the first two game weeks, you already have a lot of information and you most certainly want to do two transfers a minimum. So I think just the first two games, if um I don't know, if Salah doesn't score, don't worry. I mean he will. You don't this is the problem with FPL with knee jerking. Most of the people, you know, they have they they their player has one bad game and then they they sell him you know or that's um, uh, they don't have Darwin and Darwin scores like three goals and they already bring him in like don't knee jerk too much in FPL you need to be patient there's gonna weeks where you where you're gonna be really bad and there's you just have to gonna stick to it and don't I don't know throw everything throughout the, the whole plan overboard you know you have to be there's going to be there's going to be game weeks where players won't score and that's just that's just a fact so be patient and uh yeah that's that's my advice okay so to kind of round up this team is there any player which you think, well, how should I phrase this correctly? Is there any player who you think nobody has on the radar, but you think he could do bits? It's an interesting Just question. Just on the top of your head. A really good question. Um, no one has on their radar. That's a big ask. Uh, Maybe not a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Um, trying to think. I, no one, no one like springs out to me. Yeah, on first maybe, month. maybe I phrase it wrong. Maybe a player who is maybe, you know, you acknowledge him, but is not talked about. Especially in FPL. I mean, for for me, uh, for my, uh, there's um, like Sobaslai. Mm-hmm. I never heard him once in any FPL content video, or or even in the in. I never saw him in my friend's uh, team, but he's a player which for seven million and in Liverpool, I think he can do bits. You know, it's an interesting and shout, yeah. Because if he plays in the in the midfield in that offensive like midfield role 
he can like he he has an amazing shot on him, and I th- I reckon he can score some long shot goals and maybe free kick. So I think this is this is my dark horse in a way, but uh, I haven't managed to to fit him in my team. That's an interesting point, yeah. yeah. But the the one that as soon as you as soon as you said um said his name, the the yeah. guy that and you know yeah, it's, it's always a bit of a question mark that came to mind to my mind was Anthony, also seven yeah. million, pretty much guaranteed starter, most shots in any United game, pretty much always. We've yeah, had various debates over whether or not his first season was good or not. But, you know, <laughs> if he does build on last season, he will score more goals this year. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I, and I agree. I think he has a very high upside. Um, do you think he's going to be, do you think he's going to be a starter for sure? Yeah, I think he's guaranteed. If he's fit, he starts yeah. on that so no, right hand side. No Sancho. Worries. If Sancho starts, he starts in that. He's, Sancho's been playing false nine in preseason. Oh, okay. Uh, or on the left and Rashford yeah. up top. I that I think okay. the problem for me that Anthony, why Anthony isn't in my team, is that I want I have Onana. Then you have yeah. maybe Shaw as a defender, and then suddenly you don't really have space for him. Rashford, Bruno, you know, suddenly it becomes like a yeah, a, a bit of a a bit of a, a tight knit United group. Yeah, big season for Anthony. Yep. So I think we finished it. Are you happy with your team or happy with your notes? I mean, I have some I have some notes. So what one of the, the, the first one I took was like different price categories, try and spread it out a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh be flexible, give yourself 0.5, maybe a million to just play around with. Um sort of keep the keeper for the first five, six games until someone emerges. Yeah. Um make your bench as cheap as possible. So you, your recommendation is not to have three strikers, but to have yeah. two and and one literally just placeholder, and unless yeah. you know someone like Harry. yeah, I think maybe um, one player who you can um, replace. I mean, I have a chill one on the bench, so someone who who can come in if one player doesn't play. Yeah, and even even if the with the with the very cheap ones, look for a player like Kavore who is a starter. You know, he's gonna get points. Yeah. So yeah. Uh and then play your midfields, that's where the points are going to come in. Yeah. And then obviously there's there's I mean we'll see how this is received by the people but maybe we'll do more and then we'll talk throughout the season about wild cards and and who looks yeah. strong and who doesn't and and other chips that you can play with the triple captain etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um but maybe that's a bit too early now because yeah, we're just early. playing around. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So thank you for coming on it's it's weird to host to be honest but uh, i quite yeah, enjoy it's... it actually just listening to you being able to answer the questions yeah. it's quite nice uh, yeah you're, you're doing it way better than me don't worry mate um so yeah thank you for listening and uh until next time cheers brother thank you good fun